0: What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Dream a Little, the podcast that's all about helping you feel confident about your age play kink so that you can enjoy it with your significant other. I'm your host, Flo, and thank you so much for listening. I know there are so many other podcasts you could be listening to right now, so it just means a lot to me that you're here. You guys are in for a special treat today, and I feel like I say this every time, but this is one of my favorite episodes I've done because... I just feel like our guest Ryan is so relatable and down to earth and I just, I really enjoy talking to him and I think you're going to enjoy this episode too. If you didn't already know, I've found someone who I really connect with and I've been babying him a lot lately. My fiance and I have this agreement that since he doesn't want to play the little role, he lets me role play with other people, which is just awesome. My fiance is just Awesome. Anyways, the reason I bring this up is because I've gotten so many requests from you guys asking if I could be your caregiver, and I feel so bad, but I've already got my hands full with this little one right now. The thing is, I really want you to get into a little space and experience what it's like to have a loving caregiver. So I tried creating a caring and sweet mommy roleplay podcast to help get you into a little space, and I just threw it onto Patreon last week, just no expectations. I almost deleted it actually because I wasn't sure if people would like it. And surprisingly, the feedback I got was so positive, so positive, that I decided to make it a weekly thing. And to be honest, I'm having a lot of fun coming up with the different scenes and recording them. It's actually been a great outlet for my mommy side. And you should know my style of roleplay is very soothing and relaxing. I want to make it feel like you're really here with me in the room, so I talk to you in a very loving way as if you were an actual baby. And this week's audio roleplay episode is all about mommy trying to deal with a fussy little while I'm getting ready for my date. So if you're into that kind of nurturing mommy vibe, you're going to really love those audios. And I'm even going to post a little preview of them that you can find in the show notes of this episode. So if you want to hear what it's all about, all you need to do is go to thelittleloungecom 132. That's thelittleloungecom 132. From there, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, you can just sign up for my Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get instant access to all the backlog and all future episodes. Speaking of Patreon, I just want to give a quick shout out to some new supporters of the show. So a big thank you to Jeff, Tim, Fran, Sean, Mark, Josh, and Evan. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for joining. It means a lot to me. All right, I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's just get started. What's up, Ryan? Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, hello. How's it going?
0: I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well. I'm really excited to have you on the phone here. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you identify as within the community?
1: So I guess I identify as a switch. I've traditionally played around with both roles. Obviously, the uh, ABDL was kind of the first and foremost, but um, just over the years with partners and stuff, I've definitely uh, identified as a switch.
0: Okay, cool. So you've gotten a chance to kind of explore a little bit with other people
1: yeah i would say in my current relationship the most for sure but yeah with previous partner i was able to explore somewhat although perhaps we'll get into further in the interview maybe a little unsuccessfully at times and other partners that i've had uh before her we we dabbled i would say but not to the level of where i'm I'm now with my my current partner, where everything's kind of on the table, and it's pretty pretty open, and there's not a lot of uh, guessing games at this point anymore.
0: That's got to be a good feeling to have everything out in the open,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it definitely didn't happen overnight. I'm thirty two now, so yeah, I would say in the last couple of years, that's definitely started to come through uh, a lot of, I guess, I don't know the journey, I guess, or the self reflection and some of the work that I've done, just to overcome some of that shame, I guess, around the whole the whole kink.
0: Yeah, I was going to bring that up because you know you've mentioned that you've opened up to more than just your current partner, and I feel like it takes a good amount of confidence to to do something like that. It sounds like you have a lot of experience with having this conversation, so you've probably learned <laughs> quite a bit over the years.
1: Well, I think uh, I think when I was younger with one of my girlfriends for whatever reason I was able to, it wasn't so much with me being the little, I guess, but I was able to kind of introduce dabbling in diapers and age play with her just through kind of showing her some photos and, and, and she thought it'd be cute. So I guess she was kind of open to it. And so we kind of played around with it in that realm, but uh, this was years ago and we, we didn't really get into too much discussions about it. And, and I kind of look back now how I was surprised how successful, I guess it, it went. I didn't get into the whole thing about, you know, being a kinkster or anything like that. It was more just, Hey, what do you think about this? And, you know, she was thought it was kind of a cute look. So we played around with just, you know, diapers and pacifiers and, uh, you know, in a, kind of a sexual way, I suppose, more so than than in a non-sexual role play setting. But uh, fast forward, I guess, years later to my long-term girlfriend, my accent. and I wouldn't say it was as successful. Perhaps that was just to do with some of the dynamics we had at play. I, I wasn't really in a role, I guess, in that relationship where I felt like I had a lot of uh, power or I don't want to say like upper hand or anything like that, but it was definitely definitely more of a subservient role. No no kink implied in that. It was just more of uh, me being, I guess, a bit more of the follower in that relationship. So perhaps that way it, it didn't go over as well in that respect, um, as well as just not being as confident about it at that time.
0: Okay, I see. Well, I'm really curious to know, the first time you opened up, you said you you basically just showed her some photos, right? So I'm curious to know what photos were those that you were able to get her on board with it.
1: I can't, it was like just fairly tasteful, more more like just pure like EBDL girls, I guess. Just like more tasteful ones, nothing really to do with many of the darker stuff to do with age play, just just purely, I don't know. I found some cute girls, I guess, around her age or maybe a bit older, At the time. And, uh, I don't know, she just said it was cute and we kind of went from there, I guess. I kind of look back at it now and, and, uh, I didn't think much of it at the time, I guess. But, uh, yeah, we definitely dabbled in it, I guess. I don't know how interested she was in it other than that she was willing to do it, I guess. So it, you know, it was definitely, I guess, my first experience with like an actual partner.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, something you don't forget, right?
1: <laughs> yeah I guess so
0: so the second time you're mentioning it was you had a more difficult time, and you mentioned that you know you that that partner was a little bit more vanilla, but mm-hmm. um I'm just wondering, did you also approach it a little differently than the first time around, or was it the yeah.
1: same? yeah yeah, so I guess yeah, in that respect it was uh it was kind of on me too because I don't know I don't know for whatever reason that maybe at that point in my life maybe just wasn't going into that relationship with as much confidence so and i think i was kind of in that phase of the binge purge i guess where i was still harboring a lot of shame about it so i don't think i had like an awareness at that time that it was going to be something that was going to be with me you know basically for my whole life and i didn't really understand i think you know i was twenty one, twenty two 22 at the time like kind of when we were starting to get a bit more serious and I didn't really understand the scope of how the kink intertwined with my sexuality. And I I guess I was naive to the fact that I thought it was kind of something I could just push aside. Like I'm sure we hear so many other um, ABDLs talk about.
0: Oh yeah. I think we've all tried that at some point and it works for a little bit, right? It's like it works temporarily until it, it doesn't anymore (laughs) and it comes back.
1: Yeah. And I've always found with, I guess my like partners, like, you know, in the, in the initial phases of dating and, and sex or whatever it, it, uh, it it, it seems to work, but there's obviously all the desires that I had um, that eventually weren't being met. And then also just, just kind of coming to realize like just a part of myself that I was, you know, pushing down basically. So it just made for, I think a lot of, just being like kind of miserable about it for a time. And then I think, I don't know if we're kind of at this question yet, but just when I introduced it to my kind of longer term previous partner, it was kind of in year two or three. And and it wasn't really good on my part in the sense that I kind of sprung it on her in kind of a roundabout way. And she obviously wasn't as receptive to it. And uh, I think it was kind of a push pull where she would try some things and uh we would get some traction but it was kind of like one step forward two steps back there was like a point in time when she you know came home with like a block set for me and like a bib and stuff like that and we had this like staycation at one of the hotels in the city i was living at the time and it was just kind of it was awesome and it just seemed to be going in the right direction but um shortly after that like i don't really think she i didn't accept that part of myself fully and she In that respect, didn't accept it, so it was kind of a push pull for years, and uh, it wasn't a super like fun experience, I guess, and that's kind of how that went, yeah.
0: So it seems like you kind of you almost weren't ready for it yourself, and I think that's so interesting that you actually did things like kind of the opposite way than regular other people that I've talked to on the show, which is you actually got to experience your fantasies, and then the shame came back after that, even after you had experience them firsthand
1: yeah I guess yeah that'd be an accurate way to put it I guess I never thought about it like that yeah like I, I mean I guess it's always been something that you know in 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 some respect I've been able to explore I think back then it was not nearly to the extent that I would have hoped it was fairly basic and, and she wasn't super into it so um, maybe that maybe that sounds like enough I guess but for me, if my partner like doesn't enjoy it and doesn't like it and I'm feeling like I'm forcing it on her, it just, it just didn't make for like a good dynamic over time. And I think there was like a lot of resentments like that built like both ways, understandably. And uh, I mean, that's obviously not the only reason, but one of the, one of the factors for sure as to why we're not together now was that we just couldn't make that part work. So, which was kind of tough because we were pretty good friends in a lot of respects and had fun together together in some of the things that we did and got along and, uh, you know, from the outside, it, it, it probably looked like a fairly good relationship, but, uh, we couldn't make that part work. And I tried like several times in different ways to do it. And, uh, it just didn't happen over time, I guess.
0: You know, yeah, I feel like we don't really talk about that much on the show, but when you're with someone who's not into ABDL, it does require a certain level of kind of like selflessness on, a vanilla person's part to kind of, you know, engage in these kind of activities that they're not really turned on by. And also a level of honesty. Like, I feel like sometimes partners will be like, okay, and they'll agree to do certain things, but you can just tell that they're not having a good time, you know?
1: Yeah, that would be a great summary of basically how that went with my ex. Yeah.
0: Like they care about you and so they want to make you happy, but it just feels too forced. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and the other thing too was like, obviously I was still harboring a lot of shame about it. So I was kind of seeking her approval as to whether it'd be okay. And and looking back now, obviously that's not how that works. I didn't accept it. So she definitely didn't accept it. So that's just kind of how we went for a while. I know now through experience and a lot of work um, in this arena that it starts with with us, and from there we can kind of attract what kind of partner we're we're looking for at that point.
0: Absolutely, I totally totally agree with that. So, how does that compare to the relationship that you're in right now?
1: Well, I would say it's it's polar opposite um, to the partner that I have now um I approached it totally different like I actually like after I split with my ex I spent about probably a year and a half to two years just single and I I went on some dates with some some different girls in that time frame but I, I wasn't really I was more just taking some time for myself and uh I ended up getting hooked up with uh like a men's coach and and I was doing some some other work too, but obviously that came up um, at some point was my kink and how I was going to reconcile, I guess, the shame around that. And he kind of told me, and this was probably about a year, year and a half ago, probably a year and a half ago at this point. He just basically said, well, like, the only reason you can't have what you want is because, like, you have shame around it. And something about that just kind of stuck with me. And from there, you know something about just like telling it to another guy was healing, I guess. And he himself wasn't necessarily a kinkster, but wasn't uh, a stranger to kinky things in the bedroom and things like that. So I think I told him he didn't really bat an eyelash. He just kind of said, Oh, like I saw something about that on, on TV and, and oh yeah, like if that's your poison, you know, like more power to you or whatever. And, and that's just kind of went from there. So when I started dating my current, partner I think it was like week three keeping in mind I was still working with this coach at the time and able to kind of get my fears out on the table and uh, I think I just got to a place where I wasn't necessarily afraid of the relationship continuing I guess with my current partner I mean I want like we had only been dating three weeks so I didn't have a ton invested I liked her but I knew like I had to live like a more authentic self in in the relationship moving forward so I just kind of told her about it, left it with her. And she just kind of thought about it for a week or maybe a week and a half. And I think she had somebody in her life she could confide in. And that person, luckily, I guess, was fairly adept in uh, in alternative sexualities or, or kinks. And, and I guess, you know, I think she, she says now she just kind of like led with her heart that she wanted to pursue things with me. So from there, it's just kind of worked out in the sense that, She's not necessarily a kinkster, but we did this some sort of survey from some sort of sexuality podcaster or or, uh, somebody who does that kind of work. And they had like these surveys or whatever. So we did them just for fun one day. And of course, I'm 75% kinkster and 25% or like 10% vanilla and 10% romantic or something like that. (laughs) So that was my profile. Like, no no shocker there, I guess. <laughs> and just various questions you had to ask about what you like. And there was about 20 questions. And, and uh, you know, my answers were, like, pretty obvious as to what the way I would answer. And she took the quiz, and hers came up, I think, like, 25%, 30% kinkster. And I think she was, like, 25%, 30%, like, romantic. And then, like, 20 30%, like, vanilla. I can't remember the exact terms. Basically, like – in, if you take like the two circles and like overlap them, like there's some sim- similarities there, like in the middle. So like we have like a baseline to work with, I guess, like she's not necessarily didn't really know what ABDL or like age play or like power dynamics were per se. But I guess in one of her previous relationships, she had mentioned that with one of her partners, like she had some sort of I uh, I don't think she had a name for it, but where she was maybe more maternal, and her partner was maybe more I don't know what the word would be little or something like that, but like they didn't have a name for it. And I don't think it was a big thing that they did, but she did say that, like she in the past had gotten you know, bored at times with quote unquote, vanilla sex. So I guess it just kind of worked out in that respect. Like we had a really good sexual chemistry before we kind of dove into like I guess mommy Dom or little role play or, Now it's kind of involved at times to daddy Dom, little girl, where it's just kind of worked out. I haven't really like forced it. So I guess I'm lucky in that sense. You know, obviously we had a pretty good sexual chemistry from the start. But as I mentioned before, if it wouldn't have moved beyond that to quote unquote vanilla, I think I wouldn't have been able to stay in that relationship, I guess. So I guess that's been the difference is that I wasn't willing to compromise moving into this one. Obviously, there's other things that, you know, I understand that we're not looking for a unicorn partner or whatever that meets every single fantasy or every single checkbox or whatever. And I obviously myself don't consider myself a unicorn either. But like we've kind of come together and uh, there's been enough overlap that it seemed to work. And, you know, she likes a little bit more romantic. And that's a bit of a challenge for me but i find if i don't overthink that part it seems to happen naturally when i when i try to go to my way to be romantic and force it i don't find that it works perfectly well but that's something we've kind of worked through and the more we don't really worry about it too much it seems to just kind of pop up uh, in the mix at times where we're not necessarily indulging in a kinky sexual time i guess but i'd say for sure like obviously I gravitate towards, you know, either being the submissive or switching to the daddy role, I guess.
0: Well, it seems like you lucked out with having someone who kind of had a similar kind of caregiver little dynamic in her previous relationship. So she didn't think it was too out there. But a couple of things that I really liked about what you just said is, you know, once you broke up with your ex, you took some time to yourself and you even invested in a men's coach which is really really cool and i just wanted to ask you you know what inspired you to start doing the coaching
1: well i had done um back in my previous city i had done some work with a psychologist i had had struggled a bit with uh some depression and and i think obviously in retrospect you know having this shame and and stuff around that played a role but i think you know, I've had some previous experiences in childhood in my life that weren't exactly smooth roads as far as how I grew up and stuff like that. So I think some of that stuff just manifested uh, some depression in, in, later in life. And so I started doing some work with a psychologist three, four years ago. And I did bring up the ABDL and she was pretty cool about it. And she actually had some friends who were kinksters. And that was kind of the start of it. And then I moved to a new city, took a new job opportunity, kind of uh, started fresh, if you will. And I just started kind of getting connected with some people. I took this cooking class. I was trying to get on a healthier you know, diet and lifestyle track. And uh, this girl that I had met did some, I guess, women's coaching. Well, she did coaching in general, but I think she more like women's coaching. Mm-hmm. And so I just was interested and I did a couple sessions with her and she just kind of told me she's like i think you need to, i need to connect you with this this friend of mine or whatever and so that's when i got connected with this men's coach and it's just it's kind of been a journey of of healing from some past dramatic experiences and and also you know my kink in the mix and i just i've been on this like journey i guess through various like healing modalities and a lot of different things that i do to just overcome depression, uh, as well as some anxiety and, and then as well as just my sexuality in the mix. So I've just kind of made a decision at some point, maybe a couple years ago that I was going to figure out how I was going to, you know, not to sound corny or whatever, but to kind of love myself or whatever. Yeah. So from there, not to get all spiritual, but the, the universe has kind of started to put different people in my path that have kind of helped me on that journey. And obviously, you know, you're never a hundred percent there. I'm not saying shame never creeps up from time to time, but it definitely doesn't have the hold on me that it used to. And it's just kind of the path that I'm on now. And, and ABDL and kink has kind of all got sorted out in that mix. I've also, you know, went to some munches in the past and some ABDL events and all that kind of stuff helps. But I'd say, yeah, the traction really started kind of, you know, a couple of years ago when I just kind of started going on that new path
0: that's so great I love hearing about you know personal development and growing as a person and I, it's really helped me as well in the past I've never worked with you know a dating coach personally but I've listened to different mm-hmm. podcasts and things and I can say it's really helped me as well and it's really empowering it sounds like you had a mindset shift this last time when you opened up to your partner of you mentioned you know you know, thinking maybe this girl will leave me, but I'm not that invested yet. So this is kind of the perfect time to to let her know, to like kind of break it to her, and just see how it goes. And it seemed like by that point, the big change that you had made was telling yourself, you know, like no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay.
1: Yeah, I, I guess that would be would be the the thing is just to get away from that. I mean, I think the thing too is is just to. I mean, I think everybody at some point in their life should spend at least a year single and just get comfortable being alone. And obviously, you're going to have friends and stuff that you reach out to in that time. But I think that was the biggest thing. I think in the past, I was just like fearful to be alone. And then once I was alone, obviously, it wasn't great for a time. But I'd say after six months or maybe nine months of being on my own i started to enjoy aspects of it and just the simplicity of it and i think i i kind of got over that fear of being alone and obviously you know as a relationship progresses and you've got more invested in it obviously that you know could shift a little bit into maybe that creeping up again that fear but but i think that was really the biggest thing
0: I totally, totally agree. And, you know, I don't want to take up too much time with you here, but like, I've just been having so much fun. I think we're over time here. But Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed this episode, hearing about your journey. And I think it'll inspire some people on their journeys as well.
1: For sure. Thanks, Will.
0: All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care. Bye, you too.